This is the Power Power Podcast. My name is Sarah of Underground Crowds. We hit Bible topics, smash book studies, punch out some songs here and there, and light up his word to strengthen our souls. Thanks for listening. Today, because we have one more podcast tomorrow on Acts 17, 16 through the end of the chapter. So let me pray and we'll get started. Lord, I pray that you help us be mindful how we're supposed to operate in this world. Because sometimes we go left or right. Um, just like we talked about in the last podcast. We join in completely or we run away and we're scared sheep or we're... Um, anxious or where you know we we want to save our image or we or we don't want to feel like not we're not included um we want to be a part um we want to love our neighbor but then we find ourselves overdoing it um and forgetting this is not our home so help us to draw, walk that line help us to um, understand that the way we, we walk the line is to go deeper with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I'm going to talk um, a little bit today about what Paul's observations led to. Um, there's really interesting, so let's uh, start here. Um, uh, 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 um. So they, yesterday we found out that these philosophers were asking, what does this guy have to say? Um, and then other people were like, well, he seems to be talking about strange stuff. So Paul has, these are not endearing terms they're giving Paul. Right away, um, their impression, and I know that you know this and I know that, that, that people can have an impression of Christians that are not... Um, um, complimentary um, that are not flattering uh, I'm reading the book uh, Reason for God by Timothy Keller and it's really good but a lot of it is based what a lot of what he goes into is based on conversations and um, and observations that he has made in New York City and talking with people about their perception of Christians and Christianity. Um, so right away, we know that Paul isn't removed from this or, or immune to bad perceptions. Um, it is age old. We need to know this. It is ongoing. And anyone that doesn't fit in, which, you know, FYI, we, we should not fit in, um, is going to look is gonna carry a different vibe. It's like an alien showing up into your house. You're like, you're not from here. You're a little weird. Um, what are you talking about? That's basically what we have. We've got an alien that comes for dinner and what? Paul is not from their mindset. Paul is not pretending to be in their mindset. Um, and we can, we'll talk about that some more, but we got a lot of people out there pretending to be in, 
just like everybody else. When when we've accepted Christ, we are we are what? We're dead made alive. So we're just not like everybody else. Uh, we might be human, but we've we've gone from death, hopefully, through Christ to life. We're a new creature. So we ain't the same. We shouldn't roll the same. We shouldn't have the same priorities. We shouldn't be doing things the same. We shouldn't even have the same outlook. But Paul is not so removed. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Paul is not so removed that he does not know what's going on. He does not know how people roll. He does not know um, what the culture is like. There are very descriptive terms here. We'll get. We'll start. So they call him a babbler. He seems to be proclaimer of strange things. And then verse 19, they took him and brought him to Eropagus saying, may we know what this new teaching is, which you are proclaiming. They're not really interested in spiritual things. Um, and, and the next verse or next couple of verses explains this to us. For you are bringing some strange things to our ears. So we want to know it's a, it's a knowledge thing. They just want to know it would be like, um, well, camps for kids do this all the time. Um, my kid uh, goes to youth group, not because of spiritual things. Why? Because kids are there. This, he's a teenager. This is where he wants to go because there are kids his age there. They just want to know. Knowledge is a, is a um, currency. In this culture and in the scripture tells us that this is what it's like now and it's in parentheses there's a there's a wrap up of this culture it's an observation that leads to and this is why this is important it leads to how paul and paul brilliantly by the way interacts with them so and I'm going to draw a few con conclusions here, but here's what it says it, in verse 21. Now all the Athenians and the strangers visiting there used to spend their time in nothing other than telling or hearing something new. So knowledge was a currency. This is what they spent their time doing. This is an observation. This is, this is, can you say concern or a, a, a awareness, an awareness, add that in, an awareness of what the culture is like leading to a way to reach them. Some of us don't even get that far. Sabbath true. We spent our whole lives in our little Christian bubbles. And we have no idea what the culture is like. We're just in shock and awe over what the things that they do. But we don't dig any deeper. I see, I, I observe in just these few scriptures, these verses, that Paul was A, not afraid. Idolatry was rampant. Idolatry was all around him. And I don't even think we scratched the surface as Christians observing from 2,000 years later what all took place in Roman culture and the worshiping of these deities. 
So A, we observe that Paul is not put off. But he's not, well, now I'm in Athens and now I'm out. Bye. He doesn't run away. He doesn't become a part of it. But he doesn't run away. Second thing I observe is that it is obvious to everyone around him that he is completely different. If you, if you don't send out that vibe to people that you don't operate the same way, you don't go the same way, this is your, you remain at peace when people are up in arms. Now that's one example. You, um, you invest in things people normally wouldn't invest in. Oh, you, oh, you spent time with the homeless. That's interesting. Okay. Or you went overseas to do what on a, on a what? Yeah. Okay. Um, you invest in a different way. What is important to you is not important. Like Paul's like, yeah, okay. Currency, knowledge is currency. Paul wasn't like, yeah, this is a good idea. I just want to sit around and talk all day about what's new. This Paul, this is not something that Paul was like, oh yes, this is my new thing. We got, we, oh, <laughs> a Christian culture. Oh my gosh. The trend starts in the secular world and then pretty soon you see the Christian world like, yeah, let's do it. And it's, it's almost like a bicycle. It's coming around again. There's going to be a new trend and we're like, yeah, sign me up. There's an extreme version of that that loses its grip on our distinct identity. Am I saying, don't try a new beat? I'm a musician. Absolutely not. Don't take, I'm, I'm gathering sounds as I listen to music. And there are things that I like and there are things that I don't like. But I'm really leery, and this is personal, about copying for the sake of, well, it's popular. Let me just copy it. Because what that eventually, we may, now I'm just spitballing, but we may think it's an inroad when actually it can be an offense. Because when we tit for tat like that, back forth, back forth, back forth. You do this, I do this. You do that, I do the Christian version of that. You do that, I do the Christian version of that. Back forth, back forth. It becomes a, it loses its its flavor. I'll just say that. It loses its, its uh, salt. It's just, wow. <laughs> I wanted a, a Christian ninja movie and I found it. It becomes plastic. Um, and there is no, I mean, there is no replacing the fact that I, when I go to the States, I can turn on the radio and hear something that honors God. None, nothing replaces that. Nothing replaces that. What I'm addressing is the tit for tat, back and forth with this. You do this, I do this. You do this, I do this. I mean, it's politics. I don't want Red and white, blue, red and blue, red and blue. They do that. Everybody does that. They do that on the soccer field. They do that in baseball. They do that. 
playing basketball, this against this, this against this, this is against this. And we can we can get so caught up in the battle that we lose our saltiness. And personally, when I go to write a song, the, the sheet is blank. Um this is not a pat on the back. This is I this is trial and error, folks. Um there is a blank page. I am honestly bringing nothing there but a willingness to write and to, and it's hard work. It takes it all out of me. But what I find is when I was trying to be chill here and, and uh, trying to be mindful of the fact that people don't, you know, have the same perspective, um, what I find is when I am not trying to copy, God shows up because he's not a copy of no one. He does not. He does not share. He's not like, okay, I'll scoot over with this second. You sit right here. No. He does not share his throne with anybody. He is unequaled. And I think, personally, this applies everywhere. So Paul didn't go into town and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You say this, I said that. But he kind of did. As we will see. He took what was available to him. He took this mode of everybody sitting around and talking and this is a thing and we just talk, talk, talk and share knowledge like currency. He took that platform, like we take our platforms as Christians, like we take the social media platforms, like we take art platforms, like we take, we use these platforms, whatever it is, if we're into almost a cake decorating, but wow, that's, that's a, um, maybe not that one today. Uh, we take our, our rap music, um, our visual arts, our filmmaking, we take, we take those things. And we definitely said it in a context. We definitely, as at least if we are trying to reach the culture that we are in, we don't just throw it. We don't just well, kind of have to when your social media kind of messes everything. Internet, internet, internet world. Um, But at least we try to be mindful of how our culture thinks. And Paul does that in this passage. Or we become aware of what our culture is going through and we address that. Or we see some like injustice that's going on and we address that. We stay engaged. We don't just throw out these verses like weapons and broadside people with, and it really at that point is our message because we're so insecure about it. We didn't do step one, walk into town like Paul. We didn't do step two, be fearless observe, engage, 
take the opportunity to reach people like they'll be able to hear it. We didn't do any of those things. And that's when sending out the gospel, broadsiding people with the gospel, is actually selfish. Because we didn't do the three, verse three. Yes, we know the truth. Yes, we know that God's on the throne, but we are afraid. We are insecure. We never went to Athens. We're not going. I'm not exposing my kids to Athens. Right? This is where most of the church camps, outside of Athens. Thank you very much, Athens. You stay over there, and my kids over here. We don't understand what people, where people are. I doubt we even know there's an Oropagus where people are sitting around talking about things for hours. So we don't know how to broach the subject, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because we're going to see Paul do this beautifully. We're, we're not in the vicinity. And, and like someone like Timothy Keller would tell you, the cities need Christians. And Christians are like, bye. I'm not, <laughs> no. We've heard tell, tell, tell all tales about how the cities are running amok. And we've believed all the media. They're all Democrats. None of them are normal. They've all got their feet in hell. We believe it wholeheartedly. That's why we stay outside of Athens. Correct me if I'm wrong. We don't want anything to do with those reprobates. Correct me if I'm wrong. We're not even willing. We're Jonas. We're not even willing to walk in. We're busy walking out. This isn't our bag, this isn't our ball, and it's definitely not our home team. But I think God has a heart for everyone. He had a heart for the people of Athens. And he had a vessel called Paul that was willing to not be fearless, observe the culture, walk around and see what bound them and engage them, yeah, their way, so that he could send the gospel through the dark. This, and you've heard this, and I've heard this, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And we know this, but we overlook it. Especially when we're scared. So Paul stood, this is verse 22, in the midst of the Oropagus, and said, men of Athens, he knew who he was talking to. Reprobate Athens. I observe that you are very religious in all respects. 
For while I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, I also found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. And here's where it gets kicking. But you're going to read. How do we navigate this, Sarah? How do we navigate? I don't want my kids being all worldly. And, oh, you know, it's... And not, I, you know, I totally, I totally agree with you that we need to be distinct people. We don't need to be running in after what everybody else is doing. Absolutely not. But it's not because you have physically stayed out of those situations. It's because you have internally, spiritually clung to Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. It is not because you physically remove yourself from public schools or, um, looser liberal churches or whatever um or the cities that are so scary it's not because you have physically removed yourself from those things if you do make it through the soup right now you're kidding yourself if you are able to go through this life with a look of being a christian Without doing what we're going to read about in Proverbs 4. You're of the 1% that can do that. And what is it that enables you to do that? A Christian culture. A culture, maybe it's where you live, maybe it's what, you know, that is okay with you identifying as a Christian. And maybe, and I, th I think this is what I observe in the States, as long as you don't bring it up, um, it's appreciated. Um, that's, it used to be that it was, oh, that being a Christian was respected. I don't think it is that way anymore. Um, but you're not killed for it. We're from, we went from Christians being respected for their values and their work ethic or whatever to tolerate now to um i guess tolerated would have been the next level to not preferred and i think that's where we are now christians are not preferred um if you're going to sit at the table with someone at work it is not preferred that you you are a christian um so as long as you don't, this is where we're swimming, as long as you don't say anything or advertise it, um, you can get by without any bruises. But you're not being killed. And there in no way that is not the norm in a, on a lot of, in a lot of places on this earth. And so the choice that we have made, and it's been a slow fade, the choice that we have made is to, when the world pushed us back from accepting us, and in fact honoring those that were Christians, to tolerating, to not preferred, to shut up and keep your faith to yourself, 
as the world pushed us back. We were like, oh, I'll acquiesce. Oh, okay, I'll go a little further back. Oh, uh, well, now this is uncomfortable. Um, and so we, you know, we started our youth groups and we made sure the kids had something to lean lean on that wasn't Jesus. Um, and I'm not knocking youth groups. I'm just saying that it's not the answer for Jesus. It's not a replacement for Jesus. We've, we've been knocked back and knocked back and knocked back. So now we have Christians that are just like the world. That are, I mean, are they Christians? I don't know. But they've acquiesced to Satan's attack. Is really, we're not wrestling with people. So the more that Satan can marginalize us, we didn't realize we were in a war. And so we went all the way back on that. We, we stepped all the way back. And we made a lot of stupid decisions along the way, but God is good. Right? But what I'm saying is, is not, and, and don't kid yourself, the next step is not being able to be a Christian without serious consequences. Like in China. That, that is coming. BTW. That is coming. It's not there yet. And so we've acquiesced all the way to the floor. Right? We don't lift up any higher than putting a sign out in front of our church. VBS this week. That's that's the end. That's where we are on that. That's where we're going to go. Correct me if I'm wrong. But if it's bravery to put a VBS sign... Sarah, I need to talk to Sarah on this. Is it, if it's a bit bravery to put a VBS sign on the front of the church, something is not deep enough in Christ. There's a rooting, there's roots that are missing. And it's not your physical location that's going to keep you afloat. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's being rooted in Christ and over and over and over it tells us that Christ is our rock he hides us in the in his wing that he is the house he is the rock that we build our house on otherwise we're it's going it's going the house is going he's the one we need to center our lives around he is the staying power so it, it ain't your location. It's Jesus that's the staying power. So let's, this is a long one, but here we'll read. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. Proverbs 4, did I mention that? For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son and my father, to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother. Then he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandment. This is before he's, you know, when you're young. Keep my commandments and live. Like probably before going off the rails, right? Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. Young, do not forget 
nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will guard you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is to acquire wisdom, and with all your acquiring, get understanding. So there's a desire. The beginning of wisdom is to acquire wisdom. What? Say that again. It's the wanting wisdom, and then pursuing wisdom. And in that pursuing, as in carrying out, not just reading what God's word says, but actually doing it, it's in that, it's in that uh, little, what am I trying to say? Uh, it's in that area that we will gain understanding. It's in that practice, sorry, um, that we will gain understanding. Prize her and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. This is not passive. That's the one thing that we, we, we need to keep telling ourselves is this is not a passive sitting in church on Sunday. And, you know, if it floats in, great. If it doesn't, how many times have I concentrate, concentrate, even reading the Bible, concentrate, concentrate on the, to the words on the page. And whatever it is that's in our heart, that has dulled us to the importance of God's word. We need to pray it out. It's a spirit that has put you to sleep. So if you go to the, God's word and you're like, oh, I've heard it again, you're asleep. These are the words of life. They sustain the one who is seeking wisdom, the one who is acquiring understanding, the one who is seeking the face of God and wants to build their life on him because the weather changes, the waves come, the trials come, the circumstances, they change. So as much as our life changes, does it? Yes, on a daily basis. That is how much we need to be grounded in what God's word says. So if it's getting old to you, this is what I do when I'm like, oh, my heart's a mess. I I'm almost like looking at my heart. I'm like, no, knock, knock. Wake up. Wake up. Whatever spirit is there, and I start praying. Whatever spirit is there to put me to sleep, whatever spirit's there that t is telling me that your word is boring, because it is not boring, it's keeping me alive. Lord, I pray it out. This is not the way to go. Hear my son and accept my sayings. And the years of your life will be many. I have directed you in the way of wisdom. And I have led you in upright paths. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded. And if you run, you will not stumble. So... I don't know, you know, maybe it's because I'm older that I finally understand that running is dangerous. It's not something that I choose to do. Um, if I had read this verse, you know, at uh, 10 or whatever, when running was just like the thing you did, races and all this stuff and playing outside and um, let's have a race and I read this and, you know 
We're gonna stumble. What? When you run, you're putting your momentum, and that's what our podcast is called. You're putting your momentum into something. You are engaging in something fully, right? You can't, who passively, who passively runs? Try it. Try running passively. (laughs) Try it. It's not a thing. It's a jog. And it's probably a drunk person jog. You can't passively run. When you run, when you engage fully, when you go into that scary place, because running right now is a scary place for me, but when you go in to that scary place full-heartedly, Sarah has strong angst. I just confided in somebody today. They were like, so what about all these plans you have? I have lots of plans. I have high, high anxiety. High. Like out the gate, high. Well, what is it? Pinpoint it. What is it? All of it. All of it. What will this lead to? Uh, Who cares? That is in God's hands. All the little what ifs are in God's hands. So when you engage, when you give up your, your need to have the what ifs, what if, if I move to the city, my kids become hoodlums. What if, what if, thank you very much. Hand out what if, Sarah, to the Lord. Hand the what if to, to Jesus. Hand the maybes to Jesus. Hand the, the things that are, that are scary to you. When you run, you will not stumble. Now, 45, that's a good one. That's a good promise. I understand that. That makes sense to me. It would not have made sense to the young one, but that makes sense to me. Because there are lots of what ifs. My knees give out, my feet give out, my hips give out, all of it. All of it can end with me on my face. All of it. When you run and you hand your what ifs to Jesus, you will not stumble. Take hold of instruction. Do not let go. This is verse 13. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not enter the path of the wicked. That is not acquiesce, acquiesce, acquiesce till you got no salt, no distinction, no weirdness about you. There should be a little weird about you. I know there is about me. Is there a little weird about you? You're too cool for school. There should be a little weird about you. You should not, yep, my friend, my, you should not be in lockstep with what's going on in the world. Like yesterday, the topic on Instagram was drug use in Christian circles. And I was like, oh, for the love. We've taken this being cool and relevant thing like way, way, way too far. And I've got 
that background. Acid and shrooms and all that. I'm like, well, I don't know what I'd happen. I'll just sit here with my popcorn and watch. Because I don't know which God you're connecting with. But I know what I did. I know I'd be off the rails if I took that stuff. I, it doesn't, I, I don't even have to wrestle with this idea should Christians take drugs. Any mind-altering thing. I, I don't have to wrestle with it. I don't think it opens me up to better dimensions. This isn't Spider-Man we're talking about. And if really you're going to disciple people in that direction, we need a verse, please. Chapter and verse. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. If Paul was interested in us moving on to Christ, he surely would have let him. Now drop a few shrooms. You'll really get to know him. Surely, if that was legit. That would be in here somewhere. It's not. It's not. So I'm grabbing my popcorn. Okay. I mean, we and we go the other direction, though. No rules for this, rules for that, rules for that that aren't in here either. You can't have a tattoo. You can't do this. You can't. If you're going to keep up the law, you got to keep up the whole thing. I'll grab my popcorn for that. See how long that lasts, too. How do we stay stable? It's the question. What ain't your location? Right? It's your depth in Christ. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Don't even, don't enter. Like there's the door and I could give, I could give up a little of this. I could give up a little of my integrity here. I could give up just to, just so I could blend in. You should not be blending in. Holmes, you should be different. I didn't say weird. Yes, we're weird. We're peculiar. The Bible says we're actually peculiar. But I'm not saying like deranged. Weird. Like disconnected. Like have you ever been to Athens? Like what? Who is this guy? Paul Paul entered the town not afraid of everybody. Some of us raise kids like deer in headlights. Everything shocks them. Whose fault is that? Ours. I'm sorry, it is. We thought, and here's the grace, we thought that by just steering clear of all of this, we were going to make strong kids. What is it? It's not your location. It's your depth in Christ. Would God, I mean, God doesn't really want us to dive into evil. That's not, you know, it's our M.O. It's not really our M.O. But can your kids navigate? Because they've got depth. Because they're not afraid. Because they're kind. And they've got strong hearts. They've got bit thicker skin. They know whose they are. They know who they belong to. Because they're, they're, the waves are coming. They are. The tide's rising. 
It is. And you, parent, don't even have tomorrow promised to you. What are you, you going to do? After you put them in a greenhouse, what are you going to do? No. No. We've had to disciple our kids better than that. It's okay. I'm having long talks with my son about porn. He's 14. Long. It's like, Mom. Nope. If you're ever in trouble, just tell me. We'll talk it out. Inundated. I mean, you, you're just going through YouTube and you see, like, music videos. Those are well-nigh porn. Some of them. And I'm going to stop that? Really? I'm going to stop my kids from ever seeing anything bad? That's not the age we live in. That is not the age we live in. And it's so dang fast. Not happening. They got to know who's they not that they belong to you and, and that you shame them if they fall. They got to know whose they are. And it's not yours, by the way. They belong to Jesus. And do not proceed in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not pass by it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they do evil. When we think we can be friends with the world and we really and we really find out what that entails that you cannot go a day without doing evil. That's the MO. That is a reason to st not enter that door. So if you're on the edge, my friends, I'm not sure all of them are, you know, I made pretty close connections with people that are not right for me, Sarah. Is it like that? They can't even go five minutes before they're planning their next heist, whatever it is they're doing. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. And if you told your parents what your friends are up to, you'd be dead. I hear you. Is that what you want to sign up for? Because they're going to you're they're going to demand more and more and more from you and tell you nothing. They're going to demand every single piece of you. And they don't even know they're doing it. They just wonder why you have reserve. They wonder why you don't love what they love. And go and do the things that they do. They marvel at this. Are you going to love them enough 
to not acquiesce. It's going to be the hardest, depending on how deep the, deep the relationships are. It's going to be the hard, one of the hardest things you've ever done. But there is the grace available to do it. Say, nope, this is not a train. I'm going to get on. Because I, you can see your future in these passages. They cannot let a day go without planning some kind of evil, some kind of destruction. They drink the wine of violence, verse 17. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn and shines brighter and brighter until full day. It's dark now. It will get brighter. And you might be at the bottom right now. It will get brighter. The way of the wicked is darkness. I can promise you it will get darker and darker and darker. They do not know over what they stumble. It's a sad state. Why are you going off with them? They don't even know why they're on the bathroom floor crying. They don't even know why they're cutting themselves. They don't even know why they go back to the drug that's destroying them. They have no answers for this. And we're going to hold their hand and follow them into it. Yeah, hold their hand. Don't follow them into it. That's the idea. Can you be strong enough for that? You cannot do it without Jesus. And location, right? It's got nothing to do with it. It's your depth in Christ. Hold their hand. Don't follow them in. Be available. Don't follow them in. Hear their cries. As Paul walked through Athens, he heard the cries of the people that were bound to these idols. And weirdo, because apparently he was talking to everybody who would talk to him about Jesus, got some people's attention. He got some people's attention and they brought it to him someplace else. Because people like to talk at this place. And they gave him a platform. And he used it beautifully. Do you want to be? Do you want to be that person that God can take from an obscure place in the middle of Athens or whatever to a platform that you can use for him? Well, welcome to the journey. Stay out of the path of the wicked. That's what we got to do. Off that one. Stay off that one. And it's a fight because when it's subtle and when it's right next to you, and your friends are close, you really don't know what to do, and maybe it's a spouse, and you've got heaven calling your name, and you want to put the kingdom first and foremost, but that, that other direction is right up on your business. It's a daily choice. I will not value that. I'm going to value I will not give credence to those gods that are everywhere in this city. I'm going to put him as preeminent over all 
in my heart. Because he is. That's the fact. But I'm, I'm going to make sure that's the truth. As I walk through a day in my heart. Jesus first. Jesus first. This vice. Jesus first. That vice. Jesus first. That shadow. Jesus first. That chain. Jesus first. And you can walk from obscurity to opportunity. My son, this is one long podcast. You're going to have to split it in two. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence. And from it flow the springs of life. For from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. Don't lie to your parents. Put devious speech far from you. Don't try to get skirt the issue. Don't try to get around it. Don't try to make it something else. You know. And I know. I don't know, but I'm... I've been there. Let your eyes look directly ahead. And let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet. And all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Or run out of the city. Don't run straight into the idol hall either. Walk through town as a weirdo, but not so weird. And wait for your opportunity. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Turn your foot from evil. Again, thanks for listening. Catch the next part of this series, usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You can also find Underground Crowds on Twitter, Patreon, Bandcamp or undergroundcrowds.com.